0: For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com.
1: Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com.
0: At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on, and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop midwayusa.com. What's going on, everybody? Before we get into episode 345, I do uh, have some things to say here real quick. First and foremost, I do want to thank everybody for the crazy outpour and um, sending the direct messages to either me or David. You know, the outcome of Big Barry and his deer that he was able to get an opportunity at. And he's opened up, you know, on this story about this deer and everything. And that's something kind of new for him. And You know, for you guys to reach out and just kind of send your positive vibes, really. I didn't get one negative comment. I know he didn't get a negative comment. That's it's huge. And honestly, amongst the two of us, we probably got well over a hundred direct messages combined. So, honestly, guys, thank you very much for all that support. We appreciate it. I know a lot of you guys and gals out there listening you know, have been there and have been through stuff like this. So you, you guys understand, but really, honestly, it truly means a lot to both of us that you guys reached out and, and uh, hopefully we responded to every message we tried to get to back to everybody. And, and that's something important to us to keep it real and just kind of tell everybody, you know, what we do as real as possible. So I want to say thank you uh, for all of that. So thank you very much and before we get into this i do want to tell you guys real quick about some exciting news from exodus outdoor gear so over at exodus outdoor gear exodus has some exciting news the exodus crew is now launching the exodus vault a place to lock in significant savings on their website at exodusoutdoorgear.com. the exodus vault will feature some of your favorite products or exodus gear you haven't considered checking out varying from and run products to the last chance savings on customer favorite products right now the exodus vault features a customer favorite the exodus render save 95 dollars on the exodus render while supplies last guys personally exodus render i think is an awesome camera it's bulletproof and it comes with a five year no bs and theft and damage coverage so you know you're going to get a camera for at least five years If you've been on the sidelines waiting to try and add more Exodus renders to your arsenal, these will be the best chances to save money. This will be the final opportunity to purchase the Exodus render. This bulletproof cell camera has stood the test of time between the five-year warranty and five-year theft and damage coverage and best-in-class customer service. With affordable and flexible data plans, unlimited HD images, and no glow flash, the render will provide critical real-time data this Hashtag scrape week. Scrape week's coming up, guys. Don't forget that. Hashtag scrape week. Exodus is doing it again this year. Also, if you missed the lift two the Exodus render is an excellent option to get impressive HD video. You have the flexibility of using it in the standard camera or connecting a device all backed by the five-year warranty. The Exodus team has put a lot of thought into this program, and I hope you take advantage of upgrading to the Exodus Render. Head to ExodusOutdoorGear.com, click the link in the banner to see all products offered in the vault, and lock in the steepest savings of all time while supplies last. Now is a great time to purchase the Exodus Render at the most affordable price of all time and experience the Exodus Advantage. The additional coupons, like our codes and everything, will not work with the Exodus Vault, but to show support, please put in the fall podcast in the order notes so we can get credit for it. Thank you guys very much. And here's episode 345. <laughs> Happy Tuesday, everybody. Today is October 17th, 2023. I don't know why I'm doing the 2023, but it's 2023 is what it is. Sounds cooler. It it, it sounds a little bit cooler, I guess you could say, but uh, I am your host, Aaron Blasey, and uh, guest co-host this week is Mr. Tyler Bentley from the Rise Hunt. So what's going on, man?
1: Oh, not too much, man. Just uh, got back from Wisconsin, so... Yeah. Yeah, back in the mitten for a minute. Heck yeah!
0: So it's gonna be segment two of the rise and fall of bow hunting. Um, the segment that we're doing with Tyler and his his buddies. Well, all of our buddies, I guess. Nick and Isaiah and Michael over at uh, the rise. So if you guys haven't heard segment one, we dropped it uh, October.
1: October. We we had our dates mixed up because you were killing deer. David was killing deer, and we just kind of push the dates around a little bit. <laughs> it but. would have
0: been uh, October six, episode three thirty eight. So if you guys haven't yeah. listened uh, to that, go back and look at that and listen to that. So basically, what this is in a nutshell, if you're new to the the podcast and everything is, is Tyler runs a brand or company called The Rise, The Rise Hunt, and he does a segment series every year, and you do seven segments. Is yes, that what it is? Correct. Seven segments throughout fall, and they drop about every two weeks. Yep. So basically what we're going to do is he just dropped episode or segment two on YouTube and carbon. Um, so you guys, if you go to the rise hunt YouTube channel, you'll see segment two, but what we're going to do today is recap that and dive a little deeper into, you know, your deer camp and, and the, and the deer that you did kill. Um, we're going to dive into more of that. And just kind of give a more behind the scenes, like longer audio version of what you may not have been able to put in the episode.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just kind of a a deeper level, a little bit more of a breakdown, some stuff that doesn't quite make the show. We can kind of sit here and BS about a little bit more stuff that went on, I guess.
2: Yep,
0: for sure. So before we do get into that, I do want to uh, shout out the Partners of the Fall Podcast. So first and foremost, go to... Uh, the fall, go to fall, fall com uh, and check out the, the merch that We have the hats and the hoodies and the t-shirts and everything. Uh, check that out. Also go to latitudeoutdoors.com, Use the code the fall podcast to save some money on some mobile hunting gear. You can also go to helixbroadheads.com If you want to look at some awesome broadheads, which we're going to be talking about those today, cause Tyler does in fact shoot helix broadheads. And, uh, we'll talk about the deer that he did shoot with those broadheads uh coming up in this podcast but if you guys want to save some money and try those out use the code fallhx 10 uh next exodus outdoor gear use the code tf for 15 percent off on a new cell cam uh, and you can get the the solar panel the sp18 solar panel they have a five-year no bs warranty and with theft and damage coverage so go check them out at exodusoutdoorgear.com Garmin is next, uh, Garmin. I'm still trying to nail those guys down to get our podcast done, but, uh, talk about the A1, A1i and the A1i Pro, uh, bow sites. You will not be disappointed in those. So go to Garmin.com, check them out. Uh, the last two, well, last three, but certainly not least Buck Bourbon. You can check Buck Bourbon out and they have uh, a little late maybe now for some food plots, but they have food plot seed that I've been very happy with this year they also have the ground blinds and the Distiller's Cut Knife Kit, which I've used once now. And I uh, used it to gut my deer, cape my deer, and then cape it off, actually off the head for a mount. And the whole kit worked really good. Use the code TFP20 to save some money on that. Uh, Prime Archery, we're shooting the RevX's. Might have some things coming down the pipeline with Prime here soon. We're, uh, we're going to be doing a podcast shortly. But uh, there might be some new things on the horizon that uh, keep your eyes open for that. So check out the the RevX series at Prime, uh, at G5 Prime.com. And lastly is America's Best Bowstrings. you guys are looking for a new string, check them out. Use the code the fall at America's Best So with that being said, let's get to this conversation. Segment two of the rise and fall of bow hunting. So, Tyler, now the last where we where we left it off was um you know, you went to, you and Isaiah went to North Dakota yes. and you were successful on a stud yeah. and uh, <laughs> put that a little closer to your mouth,
1: just a little bit. A little bit, bit there. better there. There you go. Nice.
0: Yep. Cool. And, uh, and then you came back, you were starting, getting ready to hunt here, but uh, so you've had a couple hunts here in Michigan, nothing really that fruitful, but then you had a deer camp in Wisconsin. So
1: let's, let's get into the segment two the video that's out there and let's talk about it for sure, man. Um, like you said, come back from North Dakota. We're definitely on a high from North Dakota going out there, shooting a good buck. Uh, came back. We actually went to Missouri. Um, my girlfriend stuck one in Missouri, which that footage is still to be aired. If something comes of that, we kind of just have it in the bank. Yeah, uh, we're, yep. we're really hoping that, um, she can get out there and, you know, potentially either a kill that deer that we, we hit. Um, or maybe another deer, if she, if she's able to kill a deer there, we can kind of tell that whole story. Mm -hmm. Um, so we kind of have that. I'd like
0: her to get on this. If If she she would, for sure. I I would love to have
1: Lauren up here to talk about that. She she would, for sure. That was a really cool experience. She shot a a giant deer. One of the biggest deer we had on the Missouri farm, five and a half year old Mm -hmm. giant. And I I don't want to go too deep into it, Mm -hmm. but, um, I mean, she was worried about, you know, broadside, quartering to, quartering away. We were kind of going back and forth trying to figure that situation out and, uh giant five-year-old comes into 20, 20 yards, you know, one of the biggest deer we have on the farm and she just absolutely scapuled them. Just boom. I mean, full reject mode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and that's one of the reasons why we shoot the helix is the cut on contact, the yep. really, really kick-ass penetration, awesome broadhead. She had the right equipment, heavy arrow cut on contact, but I don't think with her super short draw length, low poundage, I mean, she had all the odds against her you know everyone wants to blame it's not the arrow it's the indian we have a t-shirt that says that yep and uh everyone wants to to blame the arrow and stuff like that but really it was just a, a horrible series of events for her to just straight scapula mm-hmm. bam
0: and she's a relatively new bow hunter too. she is so yeah. she's she hasn't really went through these lumps yet yeah you know what i mean this so is all new is and i remember talking to you about it like and you were trying to explain to her a little bit is like, as bad as you feel right now, this is a good thing. Yes. And, you know, there's a positive to get out of this of like, you need to go through these lumps to be able to, it's going to make you a stronger shot, stronger bull hunter it going is.
1: forward. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's one for one with her bow. You know, we went out there and she shot her first, first deer, first buck, you know, a hundred inch, eight point with her bow and just, you know, pump house last him. year. You're, yeah. The year, bef- year before and, uh, pump house to me, ran 50 yards and tipped over and, you know, you have, I hate to say it, but you have to have these lows to have new understandings. Right. You, you, you know this, but you learn from failing, not from succeeding. Yep. So if you just succeed, 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 you're not really learning. I mean, you might be learning a little bit, but definitely not like if you were failing. So when she shot this buck in the shoulder, she turned around and she's on cloud nine. And I'm like, I'm going to break your heart right now. Mm. But it's unfortunate that that happened, but she learned from it, I think is the biggest thing. It was a long 10 hour drive home from, from oh, Missouri. So man. That's uh, tough. But she's she normally makes one trip to Missouri with me every year, and I think now she wants to go back, and she wants to potentially – we're, we're going to do everything we can to, to kill this deer. Yep. Um, and he's alive and well. Hitting. Showed up back on trail cam. I mean, even the spot that was hit in the, the high shoulder there, the straight scapula, um, I mean, it's almost healed up. You'd hardly know he's hit. That's wild. So he's alive, hitting scrapes. I mean, borderline killable, and I'm in Michigan right now. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we can get Lauren out there to – To to kill that deer tell me this
0: if lauren doesn't go out there and that deer walks in front of you are you killing it 100 percent. are you yeah like she's gonna be okay with that yeah oh yeah (laughs) she's gonna (laughs) have to be be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) sorry but uh no i mean it's he's a five and a half year old eight point he's he's not a high scoring deer but he's just got a big old stud frame on him and he's five and a half we we know he's mature Mm -hmm. and um he's on the hit list we went down there and we we shot him so i mean that's a big win it's unfortunate we didn't find him but Everything is happening for a reason and, you know, it's not, you know, it's, there's something bigger unfolding Yeah, that we don't know what it is, yep. but, um... Yeah, the, Missouri was crazy. It was a roller coaster. You come from North Dakota to Missouri, back to Michigan, and then straight to Wisconsin. So it's we're just riding these waves, man. It's it's crazy.
0: So the whole Wisconsin thing, it was, it was a partner of yours that did a deer camp out there on Correct. some public land, right? Yes, yep. So a whole bunch of dudes staying in Airbnb, which is freaking awesome. I can't wait. I'm about ready to do that for two weeks coming up. I cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was awesome, man. Um, the dude's house that we actually stayed at is uh, Logan Wright. He was okay. uh, interned for uh the hunting public, oh okay, and I didn't know that till we were there, so that was pretty cool. Logan's super cool dude. It's his parents' like lake house essentially, oh gotcha. um they were kind enough to you know open up their house and and let us have a a deer camp there at their lake house. That's neat. So that was really cool, but yeah, there was ten guys in camp, and I'd, I'd have to sit sit and think and rip off all their names. But there was there was ten guys there, and I hadn't met hardly any any of them other than um, you know Tag and Bragg and you know Byron Horton were the only yep. two two guys that I actually knew going into it, other than uh, you know Brock and Tom. So yep, um, a bunch of new people, and I said it a couple of times, but you spend five minutes with people. You ha- who have the same passions that you have or like-minded people and you feel like you know these guys for years. Exactly. Like yeah. five minutes into, you know, hanging out with them, you're like, I just met you. <laughs> it's, so, it's so weird because we, yeah. we all share these same passions for bow hunting and archery and it, it's, it's cool. It's a really cool experience.
0: What, so you've never
1: hunted Wisconsin before? Nope. Right? Br- brand new. I've drove through it going to North Dakota, but other than what you can see from the highway, I've never got off the road. So
0: so going into this hunt now, all public land. Yep. Um, I think youth season was going on at, yes. so at one point yep. too. So like, what were your goals going into this hunt? Like obviously goal number one for me, I think would be like, just let's have fun. Yes. Like deer camp atmosphere. Let's go maybe have a couple beers and just shoot the shit. If we see some deer, great. If we get an opportunity, great. But let's just have some fun. So is that is yeah. that kind of where
1: your goals that, were were lying? Hundred percent, man. It was deer camp. You don't get to have deer camp very often anymore. I feel like that's definitely a dying, dying breed. It's man. a dying thing. So, and I didn't have deer camp growing up like you did. I mm-hmm. didn't. I never got that experience. I've been to deer camps, but never got to like. For me, that was like, whoa, this is cool. Like, this is just a really cool moment. But not real high hopes or standards of what I was going to shoot. More or less. You know, there for the camaraderie, there for the you know, just to have some friendships and have a have a good time. Uh, I didn't know cyber scouting. I kept joking around with Tom and Brock. I'm like, I'm showing up blind. You know, I just I just don't care. <laughs> like I'm just going to show up and. Did go. you
0: have any pins or anything like that
1: on uh, the map? Tom, Tom went there over the summer. I think it was did some scouting. He dropped you know 100 pins within 20 mi- or 20 minutes of where we were staying. Okay. Um, so he had a, a really good idea. He did a really uh, good job. Tom did of of hosting this whole thing and making sure that the guys that were coming into camp had a general idea of of what's huntable what's not huntable where they can go um yep i've walked to that area him and logan both did a, a bunch of scouting which was cool that's cool uh so i say i was coming in blind but really he was like hey check these couple pins out these are open uh so that was cool um but yeah, the night I got there, you know, bought my tags, you can buy them on an the app and it was like 20 bucks for a antlerless tag. And I'm almost like, well, yeah, I'm going to do that. $20 <laughs> like, well, isn't like, and you're probably going to get into this, but the first
0: time a non-resident comes to Wisconsin, isn't it like cheap, like 80 bucks yeah. or something like yeah, that?
1: Yeah. So it was $80 for the first time ever for a non-resident Wisconsin tag and another 20 for a bonus antlerless. So, oh, so hundred bucks, that's cheap. A hundred dollar bill, man. I'm like, that's Michigan's right behind that as a yeah. dang resident. So mm-hmm. Um, I immediately was like, doe tag, yeah, because the, the odds of me, I'd say, getting into a big buck somewhere I've never scouted, never been, don't know anything about, I'm basically just throwing a dart, <laughs> you know, at right. a dart board. And if I see a deer, it, it's probably going to be a doe, little buck, something like that. So what were the, what were your buck criteria? Like what was, what would trip the trigger? <laughs> that That's super difficult because, you know, we go to these nice places like missouri and north dakota and you shoot 140 50 60 yeah. inch deer and then you go to public land in wisconsin and it's like well a rack buck gets you excited you probably just shoot him you know <laughs> 80 to 100 inch deer i'd probably shoot him is that's, that is that where you're at with it that's kind of where i was at but i've said that before in the past and then had an 80 inch 100 inch deer in front of me and, I'm and like, you're like i Ugh. can't do it he's a baby <laughs> <laughs> so but this one i was like I probably would. I was telling myself, like, if, if he's equivalent with his ears, outside his ears, if he scores 80 or scores 100, I don't really care. I'm, yeah. just, I'm in public land, Wisconsin, for a week. And uh, if he gets me excited, I'm going to shoot him. I'm just not going to think about anything else. I'm going to have to <laughs> go against everything I know and just try to shoot me a buck. I love it. Uh, but, but with that being said, also, I was like, the doe tag, that's going to help me. Because if I can shoot a doe first... Then I'm just like, all right, I killed one. Let's just ride. Wait the wreck- for something a little Wait bigger. Wait for something yeah, a yeah. little bigger. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, let's just get this. That's get the- a
0: good that's a good way to approach it because after you have to take care of the dough, yes. it's like, man, I really don't, don't want to take do that care again. of Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it was a good way to just justify my actions, I guess. <laughs> that's funny. No, that's good. So then
0: breakdown you, you get there, you you're you did a little Cyber Scout in just a little bit. You had some pins thrown your way, but I mean, what what's the vibe thinking? Like going in first sit, stuff like that. Was it a morning? Was it an evening? Like, where are you looking?
1: Yeah, so I'll tell you a, a, a quick little story. Um, we did some cyber scouting on Onyx, you know, that night laying in bed after I bought my tags. I dropped a couple additional pins that weren't dropped. And I'm like, I want to drive to these first thing tomorrow morning. And it's youth season. Uh, they had a two-day youth season in there in Wisconsin. So I had to wear orange. And I'm like, I'm going to do some truck scouting. See, see where people are and pe- where people aren't. So the very first morning there, I drove to a couple pins, found the most trucks I've ever seen in my entire really? life. Dude, one parking lot had 12 trucks in it.
0: Wow. I'm like,
1: oh my gosh. Like I slowed down 30 mile an hour and I was like, nope. Deleting the pin as I'm taking my How cruise How big off. was that piece oh. of public? Do you remember? Not big. Like 150 acres. Wow. Yeah, I was, dude, every single pin I drove to that Tom didn't have marked had five trucks in it. One had 12.
2: Wow, I was
1: like defeated. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I know there's guys who say, "Oh, no big deal." There's people in here just keep hunting it, but I've never seen pressure like that. Not
0: anywhere. during youth season either.
1: I you got. I, I think that had a lot to do with it. Yeah, like, like guys are like, oh, "I'm gonna take my kid out. We're gonna hunt this piece." You know, obviously, you can. I think that's firearm youth season too. I would right? think so. Orange, I think. I so. would think so. So you, twelve trucks and you got a gun. These guys are just trying to see a deer. Mm.
0: Dude, I couldn't like. You wouldn't catch me set foot on public land during gun season here in Michigan.
1: There's no way. Dude, it it was crazy, man. Like I can't even explain how many trucks I seen. Like like I said, pulling in, seeing 10, 12 trucks, I was just like my mind exploded. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, next spot, oh, three trucks here, oh, four trucks there. Next spot, okay, tr- one truck there. That's a win, but to me, wow, I can't get away from people. This yeah. is going to be crazy. Like, I'll I got to do something to get away from people. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, let's expand the radius a little bit here. What's, what about 30, 40 minutes away? So I started just kind of reaching out a little bit further, further than I wanted to go. But I, I'm not a big public land guy. So this is all new to me, but I wanted to get away from people a little bit. Yeah. So I found some pens with no trucks and I'm like, all right, this is a win. I don't even care if the hunting property sucks. There's no people here. So that's a win to me. Like just get in there, you know um so yeah that was kind of the whole general thesis there at the beginning it's just trying to find where people weren't
0: so that first day you 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 drive to these pins you finally find some without vehicles were you doing like a boots on the ground scout till i find sign then hang and hunt was that what like the first night was gonna
1: be yeah so i forgot i didn't get to my point here but one of the first pins i drove to no trucks and i'm like all right this is cool and on onyx it says huntable public land, all this stuff. And I walk in there and there's signs that are purple signs, hunting by permission only owned by Wisconsin DNR. And I'm like, what is the deal with these signs saying huntable? I get on, um, the Wisconsin GIS and I'm trying to see if it's got the purple triangles and I'm trying to see if it's huntable and all this stuff. And it looks good. It looks really good. And there's no trucks there. So it's almost like too good to be true. And neighbor comes out, shakes me down. He's like, "You can't hunt this, blah blah blah." And I'm like, "What's the deal, man? You know what? It, it says huntable. Look at here. It says huntable on two apps, and it says non-huntable on signs. And you're shaking me down. He's like, "Nope, no one can hunt this." And it was just like, it almost seemed like you that could, was his. You could, and you he didn't want me to. So I I kinda piped back at him just just ever so nicely, like, all right, well if my truck's here, that means I'm hunting it. If my truck's gone, that means I'm not. I'm calling DNR. I don't know who you can call. And I was like, Again, I'm gonna call somebody, I'll find out, you know. (laughs) He was basically like, get out of here. He told me I hunt right here and basically he's got a big deer in there. He's watching. (laughs) I'm I'm like, You're just making me want to hunt here more. So if my truck is here, I'm in there. If it's not, then DNR told me no. You know, I I do the right thing. You have to do the right thing. Obviously, having a TV show, you can't break the rules. Not that we're gonna anyway. Um, but we have to be very, very careful because mm-hmm. we're in the public eye. So, um, called DNR. DNR was unsure. We were just saying I have it all on video. I can't tell you if it's public or not. I don't understand. It says public on Onyx, and they're like, I'm pulling up the GIS map. So they had two different maps open, and they couldn't tell me yes or no. They're like, all right, we're gonna connect you to the warden. Oh my gosh. I'm like, all right, give me the warden's number. So I call the warden, and this is all on video, and. He's like, I don't know either, man. If, if Wisconsin don't know and they don't know, he's like, you know, we just kind of went back and forth and ultimately he's like, well, on the map that I have, it's not marked as huntable, but the other two it is. And he's like, just stay out of it. He's like, if, if there's a 1% chance that you're not supposed to be in there, but it, it blew my mind that nobody knew if I can hunt this piece of public or not. So I left and this guy's probably happy, but. So the first night we went into a spot totally blind. I'm like, all right, it's two o'clock. We got to get in a tree. Mm-hmm. Let's just go hunt somewhere. You know, so we walked in, hunted. We actually seen deer, so that was kind of cool. But funny story about the pressure. I pulled in. I'm like, yes, no trucks. We get out there. I hang and hunt. We see some deer, and they're stomping and blowing. They're upwind. I'm like, what the hell? And they run away. I'm like, okay. We get down. I'm like, this was a bust. We didn't even want to hunt in here. So we get down. We're walking back. Four trucks parked beside me. <laughs> I'm like holy shit, man! It's just, <laughs> and you never saw a person. Never saw a person, but really? I I saw deer, and they spooked right out. I think they cut somebody's tracks or seen somebody else walking in. Um, so that w- that was the whole first day debacle. Was crazy, but moral of the story is do the right thing. Call DNR. Make sure you can hunt and stuff. Don't just push into it.
0: Is Wisconsin a purple paint state? Do you know?
1: I believe it is because
0: Missouri is. I do know Missouri is. I
1: believe it is, but I thought. On the GIS, like on Wisconsin DNR GIS, there's like purple triangles and green triangles, and I could be saying the wrong thing. Okay. But certain triangles and squares mean certain things. And I, and the app was catastrophic to use. Like you'd zoom in, wait three minutes, and it would load. You'd have to find road names. and That's brutal. It was brutal because Onyx was good, but there were spots that were conflicting between Onyx and it, just small because they're recently updated. Uh, a lot like North Dakota, when you have the electronically posted lands, you, yes. you, ha- you have to be 100% sure what you're going into. So, fir- first night was crazy. So, was the plan to hunt mornings? Everyone was hunting mornings other than no-rise tie. <laughs> 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 At least you're honest, because honestly, like, that time frame, and you were there, what, October 6th? Uh, we got there 7th. 7th? So, 8th was first day, Saturday, Sunday was the second day of youth season. Okay. Yep.
0: Yeah. So like mornings. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, let's. Uh, I don't know. It's. It's tough. It's. It's. It's tough that time of year.
1: I don't know the land for me, anyway. Yeah, I agree completely. I don't know the land well enough to know that this right. is, this is somewhere a buck kid bed and here's how deep I can push. So for me to just rip in blindly in the morning, I I gotta assume I'm doing more damage than good. Now, Was was there guys having. Like success encounters, kills in the mornings? They they were seeing deer, man. And and I'm not a morning guy. Never have been. I've never killed a lot of deer in the morning, mainly, mainly just because I don't hunt mornings. But um, there was guys going in seeing deer actively in the mornings. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So were you taking those mornings as like a gas and glass, kind of mm-hmm. checking fields and then
1: scouting a little bit? Exactly. the The weekend I pretty much spent scouting and also like road scouting, seeing where hunters were. And I knew everything was going to change as soon as youth season ended, which it did. Mm-hmm. Monday hit, and it was like, you just divide the trucks by 10. They They're like, wow, okay, there's nobody anywhere. Youth, yeah. se- youth season's over with. It's back to normal now. Oh, okay. But gotcha. I also had that little blown out feeling like, dang, everything just got smoked. Right. So you hear a lot of shots, like gunshots? I did. Um, Saturday night, we heard four or five shots, and they were close. I'm like, whoa. This is just- <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. This- All you hear is- <laughs> Just dude, bullets dude, like over real. your head. A like, couple oh, of them were shit. like, Whoa, that's close. That was in our woods. Oh, another one, another shot. <laughs> Brian, get behind the tree. Pretty <laughs> Just much. Thanks skinny. Pretty much, dude. It is it's crazy. Uh but yeah, it's gas and glass, like you said, in the mornings. Drove around, figured out where trucks were, and then the second it was like ten a.m., eleven a.m. people are leaving. So I'm like, all right, now I can scout. I can push in here and go see what's going on. But I'm not a big public land guy and and being a public you know, hunting this public land in an area I've never been. It was, it was tricky. It was a big, huge, huge mm-hmm. learning experience for me. For sure. Yeah. I, w-
0: I wouldn't doubt that. So night one, not fruitful. Saw deer though. Yeah. Uh, yep. Night two,
1: still in youth season. What What are we, what are we getting into? So night two, intern Brian is sick, sick as a dog. I don't know what happened. He got a cold. I thought he was dying. He was. Oh, gosh. He, I'm like, Brian, you ready to go hunting? He's like, I'm dying, I can't move. I'm like, are you okay, man? Just let me be here. I'm like, oh my God, dude, are you all right? You just lay it, there. laying in his cot. And I was like, oh, dude. I'm like, it's all good. I got another pin I'm going to go to that Um, Tom uh, walked in the summertime. He said it's pretty good. He's like, push back here two miles through this marsh, and it could be pretty good. So I'm like, Brian, you're good. I'll just take my stand-and-stick scammer gear. I'll just self-film tonight. And, of course, that's the night I end up killing is when I don't have Brian with me, go figure. But. <laughs> Uh, they, they told me when you walk in, you walked it through this piece of public. When you get about halfway into it, that's where they seen the most sign, which is not super far from the road. There's rubs and scrapes, a bunch of sign, but if you could make it all the way back two miles through this marsh, it could be really good back here just cause it's so separated from the main roads. Uh, so when I'm walking in, I'm, I'm scouting my way in, got a North wind I'm walking it up the South side I'm kind of walking wind at my face. Scouting slash hunting, going in, stand on my back, self filming. And I start seeing, I found this isolated buck bed, like, like really good sign. Like, whoa, there's a buck bed right here. Dropped a pen on it, kept working my way in. Two big old ripped open scrapes, like car hood scrapes. And I'm like, holy cow, like a couple of rubs. I'm like, this is hot sign, like hot, hot sign. So I'm, I'm battling with myself, like, you know, angel and devil on one shoulder. Because part of me is like, set up right here, right now. Don't take another step. And the other part of me is like, we're three, 400 yards from the truck. Don't be lazy. Go two miles. Mm-hmm. So I got all the sign and I'm debating setting up or pushing back. Like, do you leave all this fresh sign to go find something potentially better and deeper? Or do you hunt up right on it? What are would, you asking me? Yeah. What would you do? If, if, if I walk up on those scrapes
0: and they are tore up, like l- they look like they were hit within the last 24 hours, I'm, I'm setting up right yeah. there. Okay. Yeah, right and there.
1: you found an isolated buck bed going in.
0: Yeah, I would also like was there any drop or acorns dropping around oh, there? Yeah. Any rubs? Yep. Oh yeah, them um yeah, you got, you got I, everything dude, you need. Dude, stop. Yes. right now. Okay. I don't care how far it is from the truck. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, so I, I'm standing at the scrapes. I do the like the look back, like see the scrapes and I'm like, man, like I don't want to cheat myself out because I've never been in here. Yeah. So what if I get back there and the sign's even better? I just feel like I'm so close to the truck.
0: I guess the way I also think about it is like, I shouldn't say I don't care how close it is to the truck, but my whole thing is like, you know, you're on night two, right? Of your, of your, of a week long hunt. So like start here, start possibly maybe on the fringe next night, move in next night moving a little farther until you get to maybe the epicenter and that's when you make the kill. That's true. That, that's kind of how I, that's kind of if like last night when I hunted, uh, or actually as we're recording this last night, but two nights ago when I hunted, I knew I wouldn't be able to hunt here for another week. So I went for the gusto. I went in right on his bed, last. right day. to it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I I was within like 60 or 80 yards of his bed. I was like, if I blow him out, then I know it's, it's going to be able to sit for at least a week, you know? So, but no, like I would almost do that, like rock jumping. Like I'll make it back there. If I know I'm going to hunt every day for a week, you know, I
1: I couldn't agree more. And that was the, the conversation I was having with myself. Like, man, do I hunt this or do I keep pushing? And then, you know, granted, keep in mind too, the night before, I had four trucks or five trucks at my truck when I came back out. So if I set up right there, I can just totally assume dude's walking by me yep. or something. Yep. So I had that in the back of my head too. And I'm like, well, even if I use today as a scouting mission and I get back to two miles and it sucks and I burned up my sit, at least now I know the land. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm staring back at the scrapes. And I'm like, I need to go two miles. And I'm like, no, stay here. No, I'm having this conversation with myself. I took a couple more steps and I bumped deer and I was like, No. You know, I knew this. I freaking knew it. I knew it. I knew it. So, Should have called AB. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It was one of those in the moment, on the fly yep. decisions. I'm like, shit, you know. Do you know what it, what it was that you jumped? It looked like a couple of does to me is what mm-hmm. it looked like. And it wasn't like they didn't blow. It. it was just. And I'm like, probably still within 50, 60 yards of me. So I stopped, kind of hunkered down just shortly. I'm like, I'm like, looked at my time, see what time it was. I'm like, I'm not moving for three minutes just because I just want to sit here for three minutes. I don't want to go walking out. And then they know for sure what it was. So I crouched down for like three minutes, you know, two minutes, three minutes. I can hear them and they're not spooked. They're just kind of walking around. I'm like, I think I'm good. And I think I can get back basically a little bit. And I was like, well, if I just bump these deer, they're upwind to me. So I sound bumped them. I didn't, you know, scent bump them. I didn't visually bump them. I just sound bumped these deer. So they don't know what I am. And they, they clearly didn't blow and run away. They just got sound bumped. So. I'm not a big scent guy. and never am, but I had some EverCalm. I don't know if you're familiar with that stuff. So I took my backpack off my back, pulled the EverCalm out, you know, put a little bit on my boots and then I put it back in my backpack and then I walked back to that scrape about 15, 20 yards. Set up right there on that scrape. And the reason I did that is because those deer are curious. They're going to come back, you know, and I want to know what they're going to, you know, I want to see what they are. And if they cut my tracks, I want them to cut that, not my rubber boot. Mm -hmm. Uh, So one hour later those come back stop on my tracks cut my tracks all the way to my tree i got them <laughs> you, you baited them i, I, I did <laughs> you basically baited them it worked though It was pretty cool i was like yep because they walked they were like literally about to cross and i'm like and hey, my tracks are right and then she oh you see her what the you know like that lick down and she's hard quartering to me right there at 25 yards and i'm like they don't know i'm here wins perfectly at me i'm just gonna if she works in here i'm gonna shoot her Uh, So she literally cuts my tracks all the way to my stand and uh, I don't have my camera guy and I'm got the camera jacked straight down. She's at five yards and I'm about to shoot her and I got GoPro on, big camera on. I'm like, all right, I'm about to shoot this doe. And uh, if you watch North Dakota, I shot that buck out of focus. Remember how that happened? So right when I'm about to draw, I look over and the camera's out of focus. I'm like, oh, hell no, not again. (laughs) So I reach over, (laughs) I, I, I fix the focus, I draw back. Shooter, look over. She's out of frame. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you did catch it on the other <laughs> I camera.
1: I got it on the GoPro. Luckily. I was like, Are you freaking kidding me, dude? I just missed her on frame. Like, it actually worked out pretty good on the GoPro angle. It did. Like, you see
0: you and the Doe in there. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I,
1: I, that was pure luck that she got shot right there on frame and GoPro because I was so bummed out. I was like, like I said, I just touched that focus. I'm like, All right, she's good. All right, draw, shoot. <laughs> out of frame. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! That's funny. You yeah. know what I thought about doing
0: too is like so when I, I all my cell phone and stuff, I have a main cam like you do, and then I have a bail angle. But like so, I'm I'm doing a lot of saddle hunting, so usually I'm set up on the back side of the tree from where the deer are coming from. But I thought about getting another GoPro and putting it on the other side of the tree. Love it for like just a wide angle. So. For those times where like, if I cannot get the main camera on, it's a wide, that's like on the other side of the tree, more likely where they're going to be. That's a great idea. And just like hit, hit, you know, go on it and it's rolling. And at least you have, you know, you're good there because I've been the other night when I had, when I went in for Tupac, if he was on the right side of the tree, the camera needed to be on the right side of the tree, but I had to shoot him on the left side and if he came on the left side of the tree, I had to move the camera all the way underneath me, which isn't a which isn't hard, just gets tricky. But I, I got caught right here with the camera in between me and the tree, and I'm like, is he? Because I didn't know if he was going left or if he was going right. He was on their side, and I'm like, in that moment, I would have hit that GoPro and just been like, grab my bow and like, here, let's
1: go. Yeah, we got. You it. know what I mean, dude? That's a great idea. Why I mean, not two GoPros? Throw one on that side, throw one on you, and I might actually buy a GoPro here as we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea, seriously, because uh, you never know running one GoPro and one big camera if you get it on camera right like even when I shot her off frame I'm like oh I didn't get it I -hmm. didn't think the GoPro was gonna capture it but luckily it did yeah like last night too when I set up it would
0: have been perfect because I was hunting like a crossing in the timber and it was almost like where it was probably mm, it was probably 15 by 15 area where there's no trees growing. it was like a little pocket and um if if a deer had came in there, like I could have just hit that GoPro on and been just good. Like, there it goes.
1: Yeah. it's 4k. It'll be good enough. Yeah, for sure. It ain't, it ain't going to be tight with the 70 to 200, but yeah, the big camera, half the reason I shot her out of, cause it was 70 to 200 and she's at five yards. So I'm <laughs> zoomed all the way out and she's the whole frame. I'm yeah. like, Oh gosh, this yeah. is not going to be good.
0: <laughs> I've been running a, so I have a 28 to two forty. I think is my oh, long wow. lens, I think. But my, my wide lens is a 16 to 55. I honestly take that 16 to 55 in the tree with me all the time. That's perfect. Like, it is. I will say when deer are out a ways, like when you pump in, you're like, man, I wish I could bump it a little bit more, but I'm like, yeah, well, 4k, like, it's good. But when they
1: get in tight and I go wide, like I got 16. So yeah. it's, it's good. Yeah. One of my, uh, we'll get into it, but one of my Island sits, I have a 14 to 35 that I run for all my, oh, my B roll yep, interviews, yep, that yep. type of stuff. And I was so tight in there. Like you couldn't even zoom anywhere. I'm like, dude, we could almost run this <laughs> lens in here. It's so tight. Love huh? it. Yeah. So we, we almost did. But, uh, yeah, the whole island situation was pretty cool too. Wisconsin.
0: So let's, let's finish up the dough here though. So you, okay. you shoot the dough. <laughs> what ended up happening?
1: You had to leave it overnight though, right? I did. Yeah. Here's what's crazy is when I shot her it, and it sucks. I didn't have the good footage to see exactly. You shoot, shooting a lighted knock. That's super useful. Um, But the way I hung this stand in the tree, and normally I don't hunt this high, but there was cover at like 18 feet. And I'm like, if I can get over this cover, you know, at say 20 feet, four sticks high, I can see a long ways, which is super cool because I've never hunted this piece before. And if I can get all the way up there, I can really see a long ways. Maybe I won't shoot a buck off the scrape, but maybe I'll see one cruising a long ways off. Uh, So I got really high with this stand set up. And when this doe came in right down my trail and I had to shoot her you know, straight down at five yards, I almost said it out loud, like rotate with your hips, rotate with your hips. Yep. Don't crank your anchor point because she's so, I'm so steep shooting straight down 20 yard pin. And you know, she's at five yards or whatever it might be. And, um, I'm aiming low. I'm like, all right, aim low. Cause it's going to hit high, you know, just all the stuff shooting straight down. It's tricky. Um, so I shoot her and she drops a little bit, but it hits her. Like, it looks like center mass, but I'm also 20 feet high. So, center mass is not center mass because the arrow's coming in on a wicked angle. Mm -hmm. You know, from 20 feet, pitcher shooting like this. Yes. Yep. Um, So, I thought I pump housed her, and I watched her run off 50, 60 yards, and I thought she bedded down. I'm like, is she bedding or standing? I can't tell. I can see her with the binos, and I can see her head. I know it's her because I watched her thrust out and watching her, watching her, watching her, and I'm like, I think she bedded down. So, I turned... Mess with the GoPro. I'm like, oh, look back. She's gone. It's like, oh, shit. She's gone. You know, put the binos back. And I don't know where she went. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm like, here we go. Great. Uh, why is she not dead, first off? I'm a little confused about that. But either she bedded down or she worked off. I don't know what happened. So um, text the guys, hey, shot a doe. Shot looked good. Full pass through. Stuck in the ground. My arrow was, like, sticking out this much in the dirt like full penetrate i mean you know the helixes dude they yeah. penetrate like insane and i'm giant arms too so i'm shooting like 900 tyler's feet
0: shooting second. like 32 inch arrows <laughs> yeah you know? He's pretty like, much his his draw length's like 47 inches
1: long <laughs> that's right i don't even need to cut my arrows down i'm so big he,
0: he gets the foot he
1: i am jealous because you get the full efficiency out of a bow because you're yeah. so big for sure. So, yeah, good. You know, I shoot a good arrow, heavy arrow, micro diameter, fixed blade broadhead, and I just, I thought I pump-housed I'm like, done deal. 100% done mm-hmm. deal. And, you know, I'm tracking blood. Watch, I didn't even track blood from where I shot her to where I seen her because I'm like, I don't, I don't need to see blood between here and there. I just went straight to where I seen her. So, I went to the, it was just by a pine tree, got there, pile of blood by the pine tree. I'm like, okay, good, that's good. And then um, start tracking. Good blood trail. Actually, this is... Second buck I've shot with FJ4 now, and um, the FJ2s were great, but not the biggest blood trails. That's the thing with FJ4s. They got the bleeder mm-hmm. blades. Yeah. So seeing the blood on the trail, I'm like, yes. Like, thank goodness. Like, we'll open them up. We'll open them up or open her up, you know? Now I'm falling blood, falling blood, and I'm like, man, how far? Line distance. Okay, I'm 100 yards away. And I'm like, eh, how far do I want to go before I start getting a little skeptical? So I call the guys, they come out tracking lights and stuff. I was like, I haven't, I haven't progressed to look for this deer very far. Just, let's just see. And they get there. We jump right on blood. There's, there's pretty good blood, you know, and I'm assuming there would be, because I thought it was like lungs. We start tracking down the trail. There's, I mean, it's just like, yep, yep, yep. Blood here, here. Like, it's not like hands and knees. Like there's good blood. We go 170, 180 yards. And I'm like, regardless of blood, regardless of anything i'm like 200 yards i might not have hit what i thought i hit immediately you just started like i just like kind of hit the brakes like uh Mm -hmm. uh uh-oh i'm like i think i should back out you know when in doubt back out and i have a lot of doubts right now so i just want to watch the shot on a big screen right now i'm watching it on a camera screen yep you know and then it's funny how bow hunting works because you can shoot an animal and be so sh- be so sure of something, and then that's not even what happened. Exactly. You'll be like, did I even shoot a deer tonight? Did that even happen? <laughs> was it a unicorn? Like you don't even remember. Like you like borderline blackout of what happened. Even though I had it on video, I, I couldn't replay the GoPro footage. So I, right. I was replaying like purely mental what happened. So I'm like, guys, let's just back out. I got a funny feeling. Let's just back out. She's probably dead, but let's just back out. I want to watch the footage overnight, and you know whatever. Uh, so watch, went back, watched the footage. And I said, I thought I pump housed her, but I didn't account for being 20 foot high shooting five yards straight down. And I'm like, maybe I caught one lung. Maybe I caught liver. Maybe I caught one lung. We walked in to go recover and she was laying right there. We didn't, we didn't get on a blood trail. Oh, really? We walked in and she was right there. We're like,
3: oh my God.
1: So how far did she go from when you shopped? Uh, so she, she went like 200, 200 yards total from where I shot her. But, like, when you guys stopped with the doubt. Very close. Like, very close. If you would have kept going, you would have found her. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but, but then again, that being said, uh, when we got her, we, excele- we celebrated, and we're like, this is awesome, this is great. I said, I, I want to know where I hit this deer. Mm-hmm. I want to know what caused her to run 200 yards, because you and I shooting the Helix, that thing is just a freight train from mm-hmm. hell. Like, yep. I just shot a buck in North Dakota, and he went 30 yards and died. And yep. I recovered him in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And you know, high, same angle, same shot, similar. And I'm like, okay, I didn't hit what I thought I hit. That's basically what it come down to. So when I got her, we celebrated, everything's great. Cut her open. I'm like, not even worried about anything. I'm just like, I got to see the lungs. I got to see the liver. What did I hit? You know? And, uh, I get in there. I'm like one lung, perfectly intact, no cuts, flip it. Other lung, top of lung. So you got the top of one lung and then liver and liver and liver my like, deer live on liver. Yep, live on liver shot and one lung hit. And one lung hits. So that was just like, whoa, okay, that that's that's good that she went two hundred yards on that shot. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you send one through what looks like the wheelhouse of an animal does not mean it's going to die.
0: Well, dude, look at no go when I shot him. Like it, yeah. you look at the footage, you are like, oh, it's center mass. Maybe a titch back, maybe. But I am like, I thought for sure double long. Yeah, and he went one hundred eighty eight yards. And when I gutted him open, he was all liver. I never got yeah. one lung. And know? they can live on that.
1: Yeah. That's what's scary. So, and
0: that, like that liver hit too. I mean, you know, in my situation, we didn't go after him for, so I shot him at
1: seven. I didn't get up here for two hours or so. We went
0: in at 11, so seven, So four hours. Right. You know, and typically a liver hit. Is like I would say you'd want to give him at least six, six to eight, yeah. In sometimes some cases overnight, yeah. So it was just I think I just he lost quite a bit of blood though, you know. So I don't know it was that's that's interesting, but like I meant to go center mass, like I yeah. I wanted to like that I wanted double lung, and I was literally when you when I opened up that deer, there was like trauma on the lungs. Like I didn't cut the lungs, but you can see it was like red, like
1: yeah, you know
0: irritated it a
1: little bit i was so close to it yeah so. yeah it you know they say bow hunting is a game of inches and i mean literally is it's it's inches man yeah it really is yeah. so yeah. um shooting shooting the fixed blade broadhead there's not really too much we should be afraid of and i think maybe in the past we just shot center mass with mm-hmm. a big old expandable but now shooting fixed it's like i actually just had this talk with nick on the way up over the truck or uh, isaiah i was talking to and it's like. I love these fixed heads and I'm not trying to sell anybody on them but I can shoot a deer at any angle. Yeah. I freaking love that, dude. Mm-hmm. I literally love that. Like they
0: give you confidence for sure. They
1: give you confidence. It's like I could kill you there. I could kill you there. I could kill you there. Oh, you stop broadside, I'll definitely kill you here. Like with the if I had a big old mechanical on the end of my head, I'd be like, "Oh, get please get broadside. Please please get broadside." <laughs> like that's what would be running through my head. Yeah. And, and maybe the archery experts, you know, know something I don't, but I really do like the confidence that the the fixed blades give you.
2: For sure. Yeah.
3: A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans.
1: After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
0: So you got a dough down. Is Brian on the mend at all? Is he getting better
1: from being <laughs> yeah. sick? He's of course you'd shoot one when I'm not <laughs> with you. For <laughs> <laughs> brian man we'll have to get brian on here on one yeah. of these man he's awesome um
0: so he is he's he's on the mend he's yeah he's, he's doing better okay so now you know what did the other sets like shape up to be i know you hung out with the island boys and all that stuff too yeah
1: so. yeah it was uh once i killed out of there i was like i didn't even scratch the surface of this public because it's gigantic and i only went in three four hundred five i don't know what it was however not very far in And seen fresh sign in beds and was able to kill a deer. And now I have a buck tag and I have the good majority of the trip left. Mm-hmm. And uh, these guys, uh, Dan and Nick, come back and they're like, you got to come to the island with us, man. We're kayaking into this island and all this stuff. And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to go to an island. That sounds awesome. <laughs> so th- I just abandoned ship on this piece. And I'm like, all right, we'll just go to the island. And uh, they've been going in hunting this in the mornings, like going in in the mornings, kayaking in 3, 4 in the morning getting in there and hunting it. And uh, just to break it down for everybody, it's it's an isolated island. It's got water all the way around it, like 100% all the way around. It's not connected to any land. It's not peninsula. It's sweet. Like it's really sweet. Like you would think is there deer on it? Okay. Real marshy. And I'm assuming they had a pretty dry year because all these cattails and stuff, you can walk through them. Okay. So it's pretty dry in there right now, which is cool. It makes it hunt- how big even, is it? Uh, 70, 80 acres ish. And it has like peninsulas and like in between the peninsulas, like actually like oak peninsulas, there's marshes. So these deer can live anywhere and there's mature oaks on the high points. So it's like, holy crap, there's food, cover. I mean, everything you need for a whitetail to live. Not only just whitetail, but like good whitetail to live in here. They get out there and they see scrape after scrape after scrape and a couple rubs and there's deer everywhere. And um, Dan was saying, he's like, you got busted and they look up at you and look back down. It's like they weren't pressured and I'm wow. like, no way. This is awesome. He's like, it seemed like they were in rut. Like it was just crazy. Um, you know, to fast forward one more day after hunting with him, they heard two buck mature bucks fighting what it sounded like to the death. He's like, not two one twenties tinking horns, like two deer for pushing each other. Wow. Right. Wow. And, uh, it makes sense because when I went into hunt that first day going in, um, you know, we met up on the kayaks. And then parted ways. They went in one way. I went in another way. We're out on the same island, three, 400 yards apart. But I'm like, all right, let's go. Brian and I pull the kayak up in the island. We start walking, boom, scrape. Big old ripped open scrape. I'm like, wow, okay. Keep walking. Boom, another scrape. I'm like, holy crap. This is crazy. Get into there, this big open area where I can shoot 60, 70 yards on this island. It's all oaks, acorns everywhere, trails beat down like it's January, like in this island, I'm like, this is nuts. Like, Mm. this is compared to what I was just hunting to this. This is like the coolest thing I've ever seen. We're on an island with water all the way around us, with deer trails and rubs and scrapes. Like, this is just like a bow hunter's dream to be on something like this. Oh, man. So, uh, we set up really high hopes for the evening and immediately had a doe come running in and a little six point, like pretty much chasing her, like tending ground ish almost. Like, what the heck is going on? It's early October, but. Like I told you on the phone earlier, this cold weather has got these bucks feeling some type of way right now. They're just, it's cold weather. They're excited. Our dough's going into estrus right now, probably a little early, but they're definitely excited.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the bucks are like, Hey, our bodies are, you know, yeah, feeling good and they're just going around checking all the does and, but the does aren't ready yet. Yes. You know,
1: I agree completely, but it's got them making scrapes, making rubs. Oh, scrapes are open everywhere. Yeah. I so. love it. I love it. So that's cool. Nick Nick said he seen a buck come in. I think he's seen, pretty sure he's seen it. And it would come in tending grunting, just really. really And he's like, what's this thing, tending grunt? Like, that's a tending grunt. Like, what the heck? Yeah. Just stuff like that. So crazy stuff going on on this island. We're all seeing deer. It's all a good time. And um, so after the big old buck fight, and then, you know, I saw a buck, basically ch- a little buck, but chasing a doe. And they seen deer and all the stuff we get back. And, and Dan's got a podcast, uh, a nomadic outdoorsman podcast. And he had all of his podcast equipment there. And, you know, we recorded a podcast at camp, like what we were doing, all this stuff. And another guy um, from Arkansas, his name's Clifton. And Clifton's like, if you heard a buck fight in there, like two big mature bucks fighting, he's like, why not push in a little closer to his bed? and just get nuts. Like with the horns, bring a set of horns and just go nuts. See if you can drag him out. He's like, obviously the noise happened. You already mm-hmm. heard that it happened. Right. Why not? I mean, I know it's like October 10th or 11th, but why not just try? He's like, what would be even better? This is the plan we constructed. He's like, well, let's put Tyler and Brian on the back door of this buck's bedding area. So either he's going to come in and see what happened, or if he's get sketched out, and he's going to leave. So I'm going to shoot him. So we know there's one, not two, for sure, mature bucks on this piece of island, and it's not that big. Mm-hmm. So that evening we went in, which was technically my last night there. Hail Mary, you know, go into the island, and uh, hopes n- are probably high. Oh yeah, we're we're like, oh, we're killing a big buck tonight. This is either going to be a shit show or <laughs> He's we're already gonna kill in the one. truck. Yes, yeah, that's what we're thinking. So we kayak in, we go in like you know, just killers. We go in there, they set up here, I set up here. And we're four, I think we're less than 400 yards apart, 300 yards apart. And Nick texts me and he's like, all right, you ready? I'm about to start rattling. I'm like, like, send it. It's all on video. Send it. (laughs) I'm like, holy shit, they're right here. Like, this is really close. How far? uh, 300 less or less. Okay. Like a couple football fields across a marsh. I mean, they're like on a point and I'm on a point.
0: Because you're looking... Like the marsh you're looking at is you can see deer moving in the marsh, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, let's say 300 yards apart, picture somebody. I mean, this was the craziest, loudest rattling sequence I've ever heard in my entire life. I just pictured them up there just shaking trees. And sh- I was like, holy crap. So I got it on video. You can hear the audio. And they're going nuts. And I'm like, oh, I started getting nervous. Like, this is this could work because there's not that much island that way. And we think the bucks are bettered over here. So I kind of like, not bow in hand, but I'm like ready, high anticipation. Nothing happens. You know, I kind of s- settle back down and nothing comes out. And I think it was like 40 minutes later or something. Nick's like, what do you think? Try again? I'm like, hell yeah. Do it again. Let's go, dude. He's in there. I know he's in there. So
0: Well, the thing is, is like, it doesn't ruin your sit. It ruins this their sit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like
1: over in the corner. Just like like,
0: yes, just scare
1: them all out of your island. Yeah, they'll come to island exactly. number two. Yeah. Keep ripping the horns, guys. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep keep going. No, it's because I knew if they, we knew if he didn't come in, he was probably going to be like, oh, shit, sure. sure. And leave. And yeah. if he left, I was on the travel route to leave. So anyways, he's like, all right, I'm going to try again. I'm like, send it. Same thing. So we're sitting there and it it's the craziest rattling sequence. I, I want to see the video because I know they filmed it. I want to see what they looked like. Dude, he's like, I had a foot on a tree and we were just, oh, god! It it just sounds like all hell breaking loose over there. And it, it was cool. It was a really good rattling sequence. And uh, three minutes later, after I hear, <coughs> l- l- wait a second, let me ask you this. Okay. Hearing
0: them and knowing it was humans. Hearing the rattling sequence that far away, could could it have passed for you to like if you didn't know if it was humans? It was like, oh boy, that's I would that's have, a big I would have
1: bet fight. I would have bet the farm there was two hundred and thirty inch deer fighting to the death. Really? Yes. Okay. It was. That I was just reason. curious. Like, like how, I had chills when I was hearing it. I was, I was like, just wow.
0: curious because I've never heard in the woods like actually heard someone else calling. Or I've I've seen one possibly two buck fights, but you know I've never really heard from a distance a fight or someone
1: rattling. Yes. So I didn't know how it sounded. Yeah, Clifton was telling us, he's like, when you do it, he has an Arkansas accent. He's an awesome dude, by the way. He, I can't do his accent. He'll probably make fun of me. But he was like, you got to slam those things together so hard. He's like, I'll show you last time I did it. And he opens up his phone and he's got a picture of a hole in his lip. <laughs> he's like, I slammed it so hard. That one went through my lip and come out and hit his teeth. Oh my God. He's like, if you're not slamming it that hard, it ain't hard enough. And that's what he was saying. It was cool. So after the rattling sequence, I forgot this part. Nick sends me a picture of his bloody knuckles. And he's like, "Is this hard enough for Clifton?" Oh And I'm gosh, like, "No, you, you didn't take it to the face, so no, you did. That's not hard enough." That's hilarious. So, yeah, the the last rattling sequence, yeah, when they were going nuts or whatever, 3 minutes after, and this is let's say 40 minutes before dark, yep. you know, just just before sunset, I hear Nick squealing, and I don't know what I thought it was a coyote. It was like this loud. I'm like, "What is that?" And like, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm like, Oh my God, they just shot one, dude. They just freaking shot. And I hear him just screaming. I'm like, they had to. Sh- why else would you be screaming? Yeah. Why else would you be screaming? Rattle three minutes and then you're screaming. They freaking killed one. I know had they killed to. one. Had to have. So I'm losing. I'm c- blowing him up, blowing him up. And then finally answers. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh! I you know immediately what the sound is. Like yep. you're for one, you're being loud. For two, you're high pitched screaming and <laughs> like a schoolgirl. Yeah, if you sound like a schoolgirl. Schoolgirl. That means you killed one. If if I could have been a hundred <laughs> yards closer, I probably could have seen it. Really? Yeah. And uh, dude, it was just crazy. Like just everything from the island hunt to the rattling on October 11th to them screaming and me hearing it to everything that happened. That was just the craziest series of events I've ever been <laughs> like around oh, for. It was so cool. So, so you get down and you go over
0: there. Yes. Like
1: what's, what's the footage? Because they were filming, right? Like how did their hunt break down? S- so after I talked to them, they said, we hit him. It was a long shot. Uh, Dan went full draw. And when he turned to shoot in this opening, his grunt tube was hanging from his bow hanger. And his grunt tube was stuck in his bow sight and he couldn't get his grunt tube out (laughs) and this buck's standing broadside and he's like shit 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 and he was thinking Nick don't stop him right there because he wasn't ready to shoot Mm -hmm. and Nick didn't thankfully but he ended up getting the grunt tube you know out of his bow sight and then he then he shoot stopped him and shot but on the footage he's behind a tree but Dan could see so Mm -hmm. Dan Dan shot him and unfortunately the shot was a little low and a little forward and it made a loud pop, pop. And I was like, you know, so not super confident about the shot right off the rip. So it's like, let's go back to the truck. Let's review the footage. Let's make, make a game plan from there. So we went back, kayak back and get to the truck and we're watching the footage and immediately confidence level starts dropping a little bit. It's, it's, um, you know, not even into getting into broadheads or absolutely anything like that. It's just shot, pure shot placement. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, you can't see the impact where it hit the animal because he was the vitals were just behind a tree. You could see the whole an, the whole animal. The footage that Nick captured is awesome. The buck coming in, like you can tell, he's a really good buck. I don't I don't know what caliber of deer he is, but I'd put him in the thirties or forties. Uh, I would
0: say just just base like he's in the thirties, and yeah. he could be bigger. Though. He could be bigger.
1: Yeah. Big old belly, just yep. nice island buck, dude. Yeah. I pictured him to have dreads like the island guys, oh, yes. like with go. some rubber bands. No.
0: But like, so when they hit the antlers, like this deer came into the antlers already? Came into the antlers. Okay.
1: But he was kind of being careful because he was like 30 or 40 yards away from him. So he yeah. wasn't coming into to fight. He was coming into okay, I heard it once. Now what the heck is this? Right. Yep. Um. So yeah, it was just a crazy series of events from, like I said, everything from the island to to them actually getting a shot off on a, a really big, mature island buck. So then they tracked it. You guys went on tracked and So we decided the whole team shows up from camp, everyone. There's like 12 of us in the parking lot, and I think more guys were rolling in as we were there. And, you know, we've got the tracking crew that'll <laughs> – I don't know, it's just nuts and – we all. Kind all I of, picture is like somebody
0: like renting a big pontoon to get everybody. Over yes, there. <laughs> yeah. We we <laughs>
1: joked about it. Logan's dad had a pontoon, and we, we said that uh, he's like, if you guys shoot one, we can just drive the pi- the pontoon out there. And I'm like, yeah, that's perfect. We'll just call our Uber, you know, the pontoon Uber. And I, yeah. was, I was joking in the video, like, if you guys if you guys see the pontoon, just assume there's a dead deer. No, no pontoon rides on this trip, unfortunately, <laughs> but. <laughs> uh, that's funny. It was cool, man. It was, uh, it's really unfortunate the kind of the way it went down, you know, the the shoulder shot and the grunt tube, I think probably frazzled him a little bit. I've I've never dealt with that. Imagine being a full draw on a giant deer on an Island and your sight stuck on a grunt tube. Right. I I always say that you can't practice that stuff. Like you can sit in the yard and shoot all day and be dialed. But when you get into a bow hunting situation and something happens, you can't practice that adrenaline and that stress Mm -hmm. shooting. Can't really, unless you have somebody dangle a grunt tube over your bow while you're shooting right. the angle, you know, how yeah. hard that would be. No, I get it. Like, I totally agree with you. So it was, it was unfortunate. I feel, I feel horrible for Dan. It was, it was a bummer for, uh, for the shot placement. And, uh they, they spent, they did their due diligence the last, I mean, two days, I mean, looking for that animal. They, yeah. they skimmed the whole island with lots of guys and exhausting every effort they could. They had blood and I think ultimately ran out of blood and they, they, I, i'm assuming they switched to a grid search i didn't communicate with them afterwards because i kind of already went back to michigan but they didn't they didn't uh heart get the animal hmm. it's that sucks. it's unfortunate man it, but that's bow hunting that's shit happens yep and, um that shoulder is is dangerous it's a dangerous deal man yeah it's i don't a want
0: dangerous deal i don't want no part of that <laughs> don't want no none of that <laughs> no, no none, none of, of that <laughs> so before we wrap up here you know congratulations on the dough obviously' on public land dough I mean, that's man. A, that's a feat in, in its own but what are we looking at you know right here as we sit it's it's October 17th first day of the red moon by the way everybody so yes. uh, if you're listening to it today 17th through this Saturday you got a red moon so get out there get in the timber I honestly think the next two days are gonna be pretty pretty good looking days if you guys want to take any of my advice um but that's what that's what I think but anyway Um, what, what is, uh, what's it looking like for the rise team? What do you know of the guys, you and the guys, what are
1: they doing? You know, leading up to Halloween and November 1st. Um, a lot of Michigan hunting going on right now. Um, you know, Michael, Isaiah, Nick, all guys that are on pretty good Michigan bucks. As Mm -hmm. we speak, Isaiah had a shooter. He was hunting last night and had a shooter go across a different food plot, a big Michigan buck. So he's, he's got to beat on a good Michigan buck right now. Michael is, he, we had some mishaps last time we were here, but uh, he, he's on some good Michigan deer too. Um, the Rick Cooley, Nick, he, he's always on good deer. Um, he took Brian out yesterday, the intern for the first hunt with Nick, and they saw bumped. I'm assuming they bumped because uh, he said they seen him in the first 20 minutes. I don't know what happened, but went in there and the two bucks that Nick's after bumped him or seen him. I was like, he's like, oh, Brian's hunted with me a whole 20 minutes and got to see both my Michigan shooters. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, do you get on video or what? You know? But, um, so yeah, as we speak right now, actively hunting Michigan, Michigan for the next week or so. And then, um, depending on how Michigan plays out in the next seven to 10 ish days, um, you know, all of us have non-resident tags in different states, whether it be Missouri, Ohio, or, or somewhere like that. You, you have Missouri, you're going to Missouri here probably when, when are you thinking? Um, I, I'm putting like 1% more stock in Michigan than I ever have. Cause I have some good Michigan bucks I'm mm-hmm. after. Um, I can, I have an open ended ticket. I can head out there whenever. And I have good Missouri bucks like daylighting right now. And it makes me want to puke. Cause I should probably be there. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't ever kill deer in Michigan and not to say I can't, but I think a lot of the reason I just don't invest enough effort here. I don't spend the time here. I, I start getting good bucks in Missouri and I peel 10 hours. So I want to just put a little bit more effort into trying to kill one in Michigan than I normally mm-hmm. do. I, I never do that, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to, even if I fail, I'm just going to try to put a little bit more here and see. Yep, for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, Michigan for the next little bit there and then probably head to Missouri, you know, around that October 22nd, 3rd timeframe, head out there. I'm sure Nick will be hunting Michigan, but everybody's going to be in Michigan. I'm heading to Missouri. I'm not sure when Nick's going to go to Ohio, so.
0: Yep. Cool. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, I mean can't
0: ask for more than that you're you're on a tear right now i mean yeah. we're honestly if you look at our season's not even half over yet i right. mean if you're looking at just the michigan season we're almost half over just because when Ooh, gun i seasons, don't like hearing that just because well because when gun season starts it's basically over for us you know it so is. it's like but you know if you if you don't want to look at it like a debbie downer like me like a bow hunter um i mean you got a lot of season <laughs> left but i will say uh we still got a lot of seasons left um you're heading out to Missouri here soon, but you do have some Michigan bucks to get after. Hopefully we, then, you know, for segment three, we can get one of these other cats on with you as well to hopefully they got some stuff going on. So
1: that's what I'm hoping, man. It's, I don't want it to be the Tyler Bentley show all season. That's not what I want. (laughs) I want these other guys on here too, but, um, you know, obviously they all got lives and, and wives and kids and it's, it's tough and I'm out here living my best life, just traveling around. So there it is. There it is. <laughs> no, we're, we're having fun, man. It's uh, you know, you like you said season might be half over in Michigan, but I think the best days are still yet to come and For sure. Um, yeah, I got I have high hopes for the next couple weeks here for for all of us to to get on some deer.
0: Cool, man. Well, thank you very much for coming back up here and everybody that uh will commence segment 2 of the rise and fall of bow hunting uh Thank you guys for all the support and all the downloads. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, leave a written review. Do the same thing on Spotify and also go over to The Rise Instagram, Facebook, social channels, TikTok, all that stuff. Follow there, subscribe, and go to The Rise Hunt YouTube channel and check out the segments and the past segments. I mean, you've got how many years? So this is season six. We've been doing this. So you've got, and last year was your best season.
1: It was. I think we shot eight bucks last year on film.
0: So go over there, look at that, subscribe to it. It would be greatly appreciated. And uh, I guess we will see you guys here next time on the Fall Podcast.